This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Subby. Sheesh. 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 That was, uh, that was an exciting game. So welcome back to Leafs Late Night. Your host, Roscoe, joined by Steph, the fanalist, and the always entertaining Darty Brodeur, and welcoming back from all the way down in Vegas, Bloke Young. How's it going, my friend? going on thanks for having me good to have you back uh darty and steph always uh, always happy to have you guys steph how was your little break it was good uh missed you guys you know but uh happy to be back and full ready to watch this leafs game because you know i missed it last time it was on valentine's day and we didn't do an episode that day either so it was nice to see the crack and play tonight oh i'm glad uh and also happy international women's day to you and to all of our female listeners and Leafs Nation. Yay! Yay for women's, but Do thank you, a... yes. Where's my cheering? I've, I moved all of my, um, there it is, I moved all my sounds around. Oh. And I renamed them so they're easier to find, but um, I still have to get used to the easier naming. It will be easier <laughs> soon. <laughs> Noted. So, um, Leafs win. That's, that's the positive to take here. Um, <clears throat> should we just break this down? Uh, start with the first. Yeah. Matthews opening and closing the game. Like amazing, right? It's like bookend, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a nice way to, uh, it's kind of the story of the season. Matthews opens things and he closes things, you know, always there when you need them. Uh, opening the scoring with a power play goal too, to top it off, which we needed. The power play has been weak lately. I don't, the, the first in the league means nothing to me when you see them night after night. We talk about this a lot, but it's the eye test. Yeah, so happy to see that power play click, especially more than once tonight. And Matthews, especially off this goal, he was right in position after, I believe, uh, Willie noticing Marner wasn't in the zone to create the cycle to begin with. But smart play by Matthews. And yeah, it worked for the better. He's getting his little hash mark zone, kind of like Ovi in a, in a way. Eh? He's kind of claiming his spot there. Are we going to be calling it the Matthews office soon? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, why? I mean, it's only going to be a few years before Ovi retires. I mean, he could play for he could play for ten more years for all we know. He could pull a Yager, but um, hey, Matthews has a lot of ground that he could be the only one he could claim the office uh, role. But speaking of Ovi, with that goal, he passes Ovi for most goals scored in the league since Austin's joined the NHL. So that's insane. Wow. Yeah. We are witnessing history. Remember that when you're complaining about stupid losses in March and February, that you are witnessing history in Austin Matthews. Appreciate it. Uh, but remember, it's the Leafs. No matter what he does, uh, <laughs> things can happen. Like his first game when he scored four goals and they still lost. Um, so Seattle ties it up quick at one. But uh, hey, Tavares has awoken finally with a goal in each of his uh, last two games. Nice little play there from uh, Brody to send it all the way down. And Engvall read that real quick. Like he only had that puck for half a second before he's like, oh, Tavares, here you go. That was great. Yeah, this guy has like 360 peripherals or something. This giraffe just moving his neck so speedy, <laughs> finding Tavares in the zone, perfect pass in the slot. Tavares finally getting an even strength goal after what they say 20 something odd games and I know he he's been cold but and has been doing other things on the ice but 
so happy to see him sink one that's not on the PP. Oh, yeah. Um, and right after that, David Camp high-sticked and goes to the dressing room for a little bit there. So that kind of caused some line shakeups, but uh, it kind of set up the um, atmosphere for that goal, I think. That was the line switch-up that put Tavares out there with uh, whoever it was, anyway, with Engvall, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, oh my God, the amount of wide open nets that were missed. Luckily, Seattle missed a wide open net too. But Marner with that play in front of the net, feeding for <laughs> Matthews, and he whiffed on it. Are you joking? I know. <laughs> it's one thing when it comes from like, you know, Mikheyev or somebody, but when Matthews just like completely misses the puck there on a wide open net, it's like, no, you're not dry sidle. Come on. Like, I don't mind if you hit the goalie right in the numbers. Like, you knew it wasn't going to be something that was going to go in. But, like, if you're just going to miss, like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> I know they, they yeah, only right. have so much control over the puck, but. It's just, you know that he makes that shot 99 or 999 out of a thousand times. Like, <laughs> it's insane. And even if he hit it, like you said, there's a rebound. Marner's right there to grab it. Like, ugh, anything but miss the puck. Yeah. Very smart play by that line right in front, too. I mean, the puck went off bunting stick to to Marner and then kind of fooled Grubauer in the net and perfect opportunity. But Matthews didn't fail on the other attempts, let me tell you. But, yeah. Best first line in the league, no? Hands oh, down. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, after the first, they were having the same discussion that we were. And what do we call this line? Because their names do not lend themselves well to nicknames, as we've literally spent a month trying to do this. We cannot think of anything better than the bum line and the stat line, which I don't hate. It's just like, is this the best we can come up with? Is there already a money line? Because like that, I saw them uh, doing a little, uh, you know, show me the money, you know. <laughs> and then there was the... Uh, the little fight on the bench there between Matthews and Bunting where uh, Marner said they were fighting like a divorced couple. <laughs> yeah, trying to claim the goal. I'm sure there's some sitcom that's like, I mean, like Three's Company. I don't know. <laughs> the odd couple. I don't know what to call them. The odd couple, yeah. Um, 40 points in three the men last and a puck. seven. Three men and a Hey, there you go. <laughs> nice. But before tonight's game, 40 points for this top line in the last seven games. There's no doubt that they're on fire. Uh, I only hope that this continues and that they show up this presence in the playoffs. Because, man, if we had this type of line last year, who knows what would have happened. But, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that everybody was so scared about losing Zach Hyman. And who would have thought that grabbing this 975K or whatever it is, 925, somewhere around there, from Arizona that literally nobody's heard of ever would be the piece that these guys click with? Yeah. Before tonight, Bunting had 59 points in 82 career games played in his NHL career. 59 points in 82 games. That's including 31 goals. Out of so, boy, uh, yeah, best pickup. But isn't he the same age as Marner? I think he's older. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> he's yeah. going for the Calder this year. He might win the Calder. He might. Win, I think he's the same age as Matthews. Then, right? Bunting is. Tw- we're talking, we're talking about Bunting, right? Yeah, Bunting yeah. is twenty six. It's twenty six, twenty four, twenty four. Come on, this, I, wait. I, so he's older. Sorry, so he's older than both of them. Yeah. Yeah, oh. he's old. That's why there's so con- so much controversy about like if he wins the uh, 
the Calder or not, right? Because he's not like the nineteen-year-old. It's if but when pro year. Like, who is Cider? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm of the team that if it's your first year in the league, it's the first year that you have been good enough to play in the majors right like for a whole season whether that's when you're 18 or whether you're tim thomas who did it at what was like 32 that he joined boston like you know that i know there's a cutoff now but like i feel like you're a rookie your first season in the league because you've never done that at this level before yeah and panarin wanted at 25 kaprizov at 23 and then there was another guy who wanted at 31 so it just depends on their path of life in their nhl careers and yeah and like like i said i think 31 you can't do anymore they cut it off now at 24 and 26 27 i think i think he is at the last uh bunting's cutting close now he's only by a couple days 26 that he's at the cutoff i keep screwing his numbers up sorry um so (laughs) second period Two straight power plays, and Willie, thank God, connects on the second one because you don't want to give up two straight to start a period. That's just not good, uh, especially when you're the, over the first overall power play in the league. So, uh, yeah, Willie with a nice one. Sharp. Can, yeah. Um, Sharp angle shot, too. Just, just a hard, hard type of shot that shouldn't have gone in, but Grubauer and his numbers, I mean, Trigger and Grubauer are both at 888s on the season, and no one obviously expected that going into this season for the Seattle team. But No, they uh, thought the goaltending was going to be the thing that was a lock, and who would have thought that Jared McCann would be their top scorer? Like, I don't think this team is working out the way they thought it would. I know like when we've had Bean on, he's talked a lot about um actually we had this discussion with uh with marty the other day about them playing the long game and liking the pieces that they have i i feel like they they might be now but i don't think when they drafted this team they expected to be like i think they've shifted gears since they started because i don't think you come out of like the first couple months of an expansion draft and be like all right so we're gonna trade our captain (laughs) 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 like that doesn't that doesn't say uh, a good expansion draft to me. Anyway, uh, Leafs take another too many Leafs on the ice. I mean, too many men on the ice penalty. <laughs> too much man. <laughs> this I is know. this is just absolutely insane. Like I, I said this in our chat. It's at least every other game, if not more, that they get this penalty. It's insane. Like, but that was because they clipped the Kraken guy, right? Like, if he didn't clip the Kraken guy on his way to the bench or, or on the bench, that wouldn't have been called. But that's what it always is. If this person hadn't touched it on their way to the bench or this person, person's foot hadn't stopped it, it's like, how are they so bad at line changing? <laughs> like, honestly. Mystery. Or this just bad luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or people are just shooting the puck towards them as they're skating off. I don't know. Man, they lose track. Did you see uh, Mikheyev lose it in his skates there? Everybody. So he was going to change off and everyone was like, yeah, I got him. And he, he didn't look down. He's like, looking around like, what? Where is it? It's like, we can't get it because it's in between your feet. You <laughs> oh my god! Stop. Just think about that. Borscht. As quickly as the Leafs take it, too many. Uh, <laughs> the borscht. The borscht. Cold borscht uh, on the menu tonight. So as soon as everybody freaks out, as the Leafs take it, too many on the ice penalty. Um, Jared McCann, three seconds in, takes a tripping call, and that's it. 
Yeah. The Leafs are better four on four. I mean, like, honestly, I, I mean, not better, but I think they're better than other teams are four on four, that's for sure. Yeah, they play, they play well with open open ice. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mark Giordano in the second period took a couple penalties there, and he was livid. Yeah, this they took a lot of cross-checking him. I mean, yes. they're like... I, I Darty doesn't understand I the subtle nuances between different team. Sorry. So I was saying, no, no, uh, Darty, Darty doesn't understand the subtle nuances between uh, checking from behind or cross checking because a couple of there were little. Uh, they're they're getting really chippy and like I thought it was so funny. McCann, I wrote down McCann, you're a duster because like like literally within seconds, within seconds, he just knock knocks down Hall with the, with his stick. Like oh man, like like how do you how do you f- how do you frig that one up, all right? Luke, man, I saved you, I swear. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh? That was just because he didn't swear. Oh, good job, Dirty. <laughs> just Sorry for Luke, for man's sake. Because we have, you know, there's some children that... Are, I don't expect there to be, but, you know, when, <laughs> when we do, we get the complaint that there's children listening, so... Oh. Sorry. Um, So then Seattle... Uh, somehow takes the lead like <laughs> short-handed what, ha- what what happened yeah yeah second in second this year which isn't too bad considering if you look at the previous five years from the leaf stats uh they usually let in a lot more short-handed but lazy pass by willie in the zone he wasn't looking anywhere <sighs> but up or I don't know what the hell he was doing, but if he would have just glanced over his shoulder, there were three Kraken players ready for that puck, and they. Oh, you mean if you looked where he was going to pass it? What did what did what? a revelation for a hockey player to do? Use I their know, eyes right? before they pass the puck. Yeah, there's the a lot of WTF such a bad moments. record for this. Whether it's like drop passes without looking or the spinoramas, like what are you doing? This isn't Timbits. <laughs> Here on also late in night? a very close game. We never, we never let Dermot live down that spinorama, right? Like that's is that... <laughs> no. Are we just gonna no. make him like the, the Dermot spinorama? The the Galchenyuk one too. Oh, so yeah. We're now zero for three for spinoramas, or maybe zero for four. I think there was a Justin Hall one earlier this year. I called out. Yeah, just. That second period, though, by the end of the second period, it was just one of those what the fuck moments because it's tied again. We were up 3 1. I know. Let's just not even <laughs> think about it. <laughs> but the first period looked so good. Like that first period was prime example of how this game should have continued to be foot on the gas the entire way. But I don't know. They just let up and. Yeah, I mean, the goals against, as much as people want to blame Jack for everything right now, there was one that went off of two Leafs and then a Kraken and went in. That was the one, I think, before or the shorthanded. Um, and then uh, there was a couple more that bounced off people. And there was like, I don't know, I wouldn't say there were any that were really that bad besides the one five hole that he got caught on sliding across the net. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it was an odd man rush, I feel like the five hole is not something back-to-back games you want to be given up like that yeah exactly but you're right not everything's on Campbell tonight uh to open the third period Luzon's shot gets tipped by Schwartz and you can't really like you only have luck on your side at that point if a puck is going to go past you on a tip but 
I don't know. I saw the hate on Twitter tonight for Campbell once again, and it just breaks my heart to see these people hate on Campbell, you know, but. Yeah, and you could see it on his face. I know you were you were hurting for him. It's yeah. it's tough to see him. Uh, you know he reads everything. You shouldn't, but he does. Yeah, definitely. But another another penalty uh, for the cross check. This game was one of those games where they wanted to enforce what is and what isn't a cross check, but they <laughs> throw don't it out the window consistent. for the next game. So. <laughs> What does yeah. it matter? Uh, the man, the game. I, I, as a Leaf fan, it's hard to look at something like this and say that it's game management in the Leafs' favor. But I, I kind of think a bit of it was, like, it doesn't do the league any favors for Seattle to beat the Leafs tonight in Toronto. <laughs> um, so like some of those calls were a little, eh, because like like you said, cross checking, like they let that go ninety percent of the time. Like the hits, like what Darty was saying, like what's the check from behind versus a cross check these days? Like it's only if it directly affects how the play turns out that they'll call it. And even then it's half the time. So the only one that kind of got me back on the side of maybe it's not is when they gave Bunting the penalty for getting punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) What was he supposed to do? He was pinned against the boards. He couldn't move. He had to give the guy a shove. And unfortunately, the punch back was even harder against bunting. And he tries to sell it as he goes down. But... Yeah, that was a bit of a, a bunting embellishment. Yeah. An, an embuntishment. A buntishment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I was talking over you guys before. My internet was cutting out. So I wasn't trying to be a big meanie. But uh, I'm glad you you recognize that comment. Yeah, it's just like this at the subtle nuances between what, you know what they what they call cross checking or checking from behind. It's like, oh man, I I, I you I'm glad someone mentioned it because I was like I was like it seemed like they were calling it way more than normal. Oh yeah, like anybody hits JT in front of the net and it's just they're just hitting him. I mean, Labushkin threw a massive hit in front of the net that I would call cross checking most of the time last night. But uh, I don't know. Cross-checking is one of those things where it's like, unless you're just too, like straight up extending your arms with your stick in your hand to the guy's like face or something, they're not going to call it. If it's to the back or the shoulder, it's just like you're, I don't know, controlling the zone. Seven hits tonight for Labushkin. That a boy. I love Bush. Labushkin. <laughs> the <little> man. Yes. Uh, so Bush. He, so the Leafs fortunately did turn this one around. Um, what was it? 3-1 and then 4-3. And then uh, Matthews and Marner within like, I don't know, 20 seconds of each other. Matthews with an absolutely nasty dangle around Grubauer. Just has to tap it in. And then Marner right off the face off. Leafs get a power play and he just one toe drag. And then another little, you know, when you, you pull the right stick and you kind of drag it back down from... You do that little, that little like around the back thing on NHL 22, and then you just throw it through everybody. <laughs> oh my god, that was filthy. That was and... the glitch shot from uh, NHL 13, where you'd score every single time. Just yes. saying. Double toe drag. I'm glad he was able to just take the shot in general because on the play before that, uh, before Matthew scored, I was yelling at the TV like, Bunting or Marner, come on, take the fucking shot. Like you guys made the pass in front of the crease and that was clearly going to go in. But 
thank God for bunting, keeping the play alive because Austin Matthew definitely does not have a problem taking the shot. And fortunately that went in. So yes. Thank yes. God for the stat line. Yeah. It's 11, 11 minutes. I was just, I wrote, take the fucking shot. 1057 Austin fucking Matthews. That's two <laughs> F's. All right. So I think we've already, we're already hit uh, rated R now. Um, what about, uh, <laughs> Here, here's one point I'll give Giordano. He blocked Matthew's first empty net goal. That was a he nice did. play. I, I would, I would take him if he can, uh, if he can show some defensive play like that. Still, yeah. I mean, I also wrote that my underwear was very heavy after that Austin Matthews goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, steamer. <laughs> I'm actually surprised how many times they chose to ice the puck tonight when the goalie was pulled. Um, usually Keefe is really against that and they won't allow that type of play. But... Yeah, they're the face-off kings though. Yeah. Brody went for it. <laughs> yeah, Brody he went, did. Everybody went for it on that one. That's why I was saying like, if you want to snap Campbell out of this funk, feed him the puck to go for it. Why not? <laughs> if everybody's just throwing them down the ice, just give it to Campbell. He, he deserves well. a Brody moment. Right? And, uh, who was it? There was an AHL goalie that scored recently, and I know uh, Shesterkin was it who took a shot that just missed. I what? Yeah, think it was him and Merzlinkins have both been going for it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like funny. the tendy stick is not like designed for that kind of uh, accuracy, right? So, like, of course, it's you know. You can always tell when they're going to go for it because they start. They do like the full bend down. They're like, "Oh shit, here he goes." <laughs> He's so gonna get like a full, it's like a happy Gilmore, full flex on it. Yeah, <laughs> happy. <laughs> um, so tap, tap, tap it in, tap, <laughs> tap it. It's all in the hips. <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> you don't know how many times I say that when like Price is playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so we'll do some quick go pigeon coop Twitter questions. Um, you Mike, Mike at MTC underscore 80 uh, Hartson Matthews am I right <laughs> you're so right dude oh I hit the drum joke Yay. thing and it didn't work why is why are my sounds not working that was supposed to be funny I was going to give you a little I'll do it with that's my mouth okay. that's a good one <laughs> um, but real talk though uh, could we see Austin Matthews potentially take the heart trophy Definitely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. He uh, he has what four three straight 40 goal seasons and they were all done in less than 70 games. Like it's, he's breaking these records without playing full 82 game seasons. So imagine what this guy could do in a full 82 game yeah, season. Yeah, that's actually wild. Look, Thinking we win about- a Stanley Cup with him and it goes Joe Carter, Kawhi Leonard et al. And Austin fucking Matthews, all right? <laughs> but the difference is Matthews won't leave five minutes after he wins it, <laughs> like Kawhi. <laughs> exactly, and that's why that's why Matthews is up top because you know we get, one we have recency bias, and two deep down this is like a there's a Leafs fucking powder keg waiting to explode underneath City Hall. Please don't report me for that comment. <laughs> oh. But it's true. Like, I think the internet did it itself because it was so slow. It kind of broke you up. 
Yeah, you just it was like, yeah, he's not getting this one out. We're gonna use the uh, the live delay to censor this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one from Mission Twenty Two here. Should uh, oh, hey, hey, Mission Twenty Two, long time no uh, no question. Good to hear. Yeah, from long you. time no no talk. Yeah. Miss you. Uh, should AEDs be free and accessible for all Leaf fans? Absolutely. <laughs> one in every row at the SBA. That's uh, that's like defibrillators, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AED machines, just yeah. in case. <laughs> just in case, because you do need to see how the game plays out, regardless of how the second period goes, because that's been the death of them lately. My God. They, mm. it, it's always one period. It's either they go down in the first, they blow the lead in the third, or they got to fight back from blowing it in the second. But yeah. hey, get the W. Colorado blew a 3 nothing lead tonight to New Jersey and lost 5-3. So you know what? Let's take the wins. Yeah, for sure. What I've been saying all, all season, you know, a win is a win. Right? A win is a win is a win is a win. So, it uh, is what it is. Because my sounds aren't working. <clears throat> I am feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Who was pretty good tonight? Go ahead, bloke. As our yeah, you take guest. this one. For uh, what was the question? Sorry. So it's who was pretty good. We do this kind of like as our. Um, it's almost like the fourth star, kind of like who was, who just played well. Who do you think deserves a shout out tonight? Uh, I think JT. No, that's a good one. I think he yeah. got a yeah. goal. He's he was all over the ice, grinder. Oh yeah, you can tell that after getting that goal last uh, last night, he's just snapped out of it completely. Oh yeah, he's get... he's he's back. He's back, baby. Oh, he's back. <laughs> what do you guys think of Robertson on that line? How do you what do you guys think of him? Tonight was not as great as the last few. I think he, he showed a lot of promise the first couple of games and he was really trying, but tonight I didn't notice him much. He was getting bodied though. Alexiak was running him yeah. into the boards pretty bad. Pretty bad. Oh, that's why I didn't know. I guess I missed all that shit. Yeah, there's he's a lot of Alexiak uh, moments there. Yeah. He's huge. Robertson only played 11.53 tonight, so I think he was being flipped from that second and fourth line position with Kerfoot. And yeah, I didn't notice him much tonight, but what I did notice recently is that his bro, a hundred points in 101 games. Woo. Jesus. Unreal. A hundred tacos for a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I sure go for a hundred tacos right now. Who do you think was pretty good? Dirty. This is like the toughest question because there was like there's a lot i had a lot of disappointment but then a lot of you know i wanted to pick willie at one point during this game and then all of a sudden he you know too much (laughs) sauce and not enough meat as i was saying he was just doing a little pierre trudeau uh you know pirouette and turned it over and but uh, who am i gonna say is pretty good like i'm gonna give it to jack campbell one because i'm a huge jack campbell um fan and you know he needed a win and it was like you know win one for jack like it didn't really matter if like if jack was going to play like you know that goalie tarp that they put you know when you're practicing on your own net you don't have someone (laughs) like it didn't matter if if he was going to be a total sieve like just win so that he can be a part of that and build that morale right because he deserves it right he's he's a beauty and you know he, he he did pretty well said that he had a lot of 
scary moments. There's a lot of there's way too many WTF moments this game to blame the entire thing on Jack. Like, you know, give up a couple soft goals, but the boys are playing soft at moments too, right? So what do you expect? So I'm going this I'm going Jack Campbell. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a team game. It's not all on the defense. It's not all on the goalie or the forwards. Like, you know, you let in four goals, that's on everybody. So Steph, what about you? Uh, my vote goes to TJ Brody tonight. Uh, he had the h- highest ice time out of all f- all players except Jack Campbell, of course, with uh, 24-24. He had two assists. He was a plus two. And he played on the first pair tonight. So I, s- I noticed him a lot more pinching and taking that shot and kind of filling that role that Riley usually does. So it was nice to see TJ Brody step up. Yeah, it was nice to see that when the puck kind of trickled away from the forwards while Riley was pinching, that Brody was always in the right place to get it and kind of regroup everybody instead of, yeah. you know. The other guys have been a little shaky. We don't know what to expect out of, I mean, Lilligren's been kind of weak lately, I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. And with Sandine out, it's like, you know, you really got to just stick to what works and, and throw Brody back up there. So I'm glad they've tried everything out, seen what doesn't work, and it's all of it. And uh <sighs> Let's make a trade and put Brody back on the first line. Thanks. I saw him blatantly lose his stick this game, though, so we can add another stick to the boneyard of sticks that we keep losing <laughs> in, <laughs> in, during Leafs games. I think it wasn't it Bunting got his, like, absolutely smashed out of his hand into pieces? Mikhaev. Mikhaev, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but Lily with a with an assist tonight. Oh, good. That, it was from that pass that fed... Uh, believe it was Ingvall to JT so without that pass uh, JT wouldn't have had that awesome goal so it's it's clear he's still a rookie you know and even though he looks 35 the guy's only like 20 21 or 22 or whatever so we just have to remind ourselves of these little things I think he got it, on, it that was Brody that did the saucer pass to Ingvall's I think I don't know which one Lily got it on then hmm. well, does it say he got it on JT's so Didn't Lily get the uh, the hat the third goal for Matthews, the open netter, empty netter? That might oh, have been. That was, was it. That it. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely wrote that wrong. One that down wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, L- Lily's defensive play was a little meh, but I mean, he needs a, a decent partner because he's still young and developing. So I don't think they have that much depth to have their second and third pairs with somebody good right now with Muzzin and Sandine both still down. So yeah. Ugh. Nice to see Kasha back, though. Yeah, and I'm not mad that Spezza took the night off. Uh, back nah. to back, he deserves a rest, so might as well play the rest of your roster. Yeah, um, I'm going to give mine to... Man, I got to give it to the Boosh. Nice. The Boosh. I've loved watching Fair this guy. Boosh. Like we, Fermela Boosh is like my favorite thing you've tweeted all week. um yeah it's nice to see somebody that's clearing people from in front of the net and throwing hits and is just mean and taking shots from the point too it's like all the things that you want that the least d don't do labushkin does all of it (laughs) it's great yeah and he's cheap he's strong i think it was him that like one-armed another guy straight down on the on the ice just pushed him (laughs) completely out of the way just went kind of flying off his feet i'm like damn this guy is strong and that's exactly what the leafs need like that front net presence that's not afraid like not like when brody got gently pushed away from the net <laughs> during that other game a couple <laughs> oh. weeks ago 
Josh um, Anderson. Yeah, by Josh Anderson. Oh my god, that was hard to watch, but so bad. Small sample size. I think the lube, the bush, whatever you want to call him, the Russian bear, he's fitting in really nicely. Yeah, that was a nice claim by, uh, well, nice little trade by Dubas. Do we think, um, just to move this on, do we think uh, the Leafs are going to make another deal with Arizona? I've seen a lot of potential deals for Chikorin that people are making up. Some involving Castle. Kessel scored a goal, then left the game to go see his wife give birth. I'm sorry, he scored? child. Yes, he played tonight. one 30 second shift. You're telling me he scored on that yes. one 30 second shift? I Holy. think so. And then he left. This game? Yes. Yeah, so Kessel's kid was going to be born tonight. No, he didn't score. No, he got a shot on goal. He had a shot on goal, yeah. Maybe they took it away from him. Who knows, right? I didn't watch that game. But are we not going to talk about 9-2? What the hell happened there? (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Arizona has now scored 17 goals in the last two games. And they're in last place. What the fuck is going on? Nick Ritchie arrived and was like, it's okay, guys. I'm here. What did Ritchie I'm going to help you guys. I think Nick, he had a couple assists at least. Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie got two, two goals. Two goals oh, and an assist. Nice. Three points. Yeah. And schmaltzy. Schmaltzy with his, what, four points there? Four two points. Two goals, two assists. Six shots, or plus six he had on two shots on goal. Yeah, I, um, luckily right before the game, I got an update that Nico Heischer uh, was out. They're giving him a bit of a rest before um, they finish their season off. But um, I grabbed Nick Schmaltz off waivers and oof, what a grab. Four points tonight. Who's nice. grabbing Vemelka with at nine twenty eight tonight? <laughs> Vesmelka. My, my question is: Detroit uh, left Nadelkovic in until it was seven two. Why? Because they don't care. Yeah, but the return of Verana. So whoever's been waiting on Verana, it's a good night for him. Yeah, great. Was he a minus seven? <laughs> no. I think minus one and one power play goal. That's actually impressive when it's nine to two. But I mean, okay. Let's just for a second. Yes, the Leafs blew a three nothing lead in this game, but they still won it. We mentioned mm-hmm. Colorado lost five three to New Jersey. Uh Winnipeg beat Tampa Bay seven to four. What? Hmm. Guys, like before you freak out about goaltending, look around and see. What is happening everywhere? There's something in the water. I don't know what's going on. That's what I was trying to say. There's something in the water. It's it's the juice puck era, all right? You know, they talk about the juice ball era in in baseball. It's the juice puck era. We're right in the middle of it. But uh, I was also, remember when I like keep bringing up this like, you know, this goalie bullpen that people think I'm an idiot for? It's like, are there not some merits to just maybe pulling your goalie before? Before he starts the third period like maybe say you know what this is gonna be a sh- this is probably gonna turn into a shit show let's put someone fresh in for the third like if you're gonna have nine goal games like 10 goal games it, it actually kind of makes sense yeah especially if you're gonna let one of them take seven goals like come on you know do it before your goalie gets beat i don't know like it's crazy but you how this is this is insane now like nine two seven two i mean eight to be fair arizona did that 
or Detroit did that. They pulled Nadelkovich after the second period when it was seven <laughs> two. You know, but Grice was no better. But I mean, this this is what we sorry Steph. This is what we talked about the other day, and that because the East is so locked in for playoff spots, the top teams in the Atlantic and um, Metropolitan do not care, and the bottom teams are like, let's just take advantage of this and score. So these are pointless games. That's why you see them just getting out of hand with the scores. Yeah, but I don't want these pointless games to turn into bad habits. Of course. That get carried forward and as much (laughs) losses. I cannot escape that song. It is everywhere. We need we need bloke to bless us with his beautiful voice. Johnny and I have just been greasing up the airwaves here with just (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sing us too. Just kidding. Caterwalling over here like fucking fingernails on a chalkboard. Sorry, Johnny. Hey. <laughs> you're welcome um but yeah in the last six games 29 goals the leafs have let in i know it's not all on campbell and Morazic. um i'm just wondering though and this is something i've been thinking about since the beginning of the season because you know once the leafs started the season the big talk was when are they going to sign jack when are they going to sign Jack? Oh, and then it's Christmas and he's still not signed. And then we're approaching deadline and Cujo came out saying months ago how much the Toronto media and playing in Toronto impacts you like so harshly, especially when you're not signed and you don't have that contract. So I'm wondering if that contract was done back in Shit. maybe October, November, you're would right. we have the same results? Because Jack Campbell, we all know, is so emotional. And of course he's thinking about this. Like, this is his career. This is his job. Everyone thinks about these things, you know? So I'm like, what do you what do you guys think? Like, should if I'm not saying should have he been signed just for production, but for his mental case. It's hard. It's a catch-22 because at the time, if you'd signed him, you would have been overpaying him. Like if you were paying him based on having a 967 save percentage or whatever it was, you probably would have had to overpay because I'm not saying Jack would have gouged them, but you're you're dealing with a sports agent and an agent yeah. at the end of the day is going to say, look, my client is currently the best goalie in the league. So you're going to pay, you know, six million a year or that's probably the starting point and they would end up having to lock him down for term and then, you know, say this theory's right, which I do kind of, I, I think it, it would help him a lot to have that knowledge that he's still going to be here and they have the confidence in him to move forward with him as the starter. But, you know, say he does fall off, you're you're stuck with, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's a results-based business and you can't argue that and you got to put the emotions aside. But just thinking about how Jack Campbell's emotions are like the heartbeat of this team. It just makes me wonder, right? Because his contract was like the hot topic of debate the first half of the season. Now it's just, uh, it's not even being talked about. Honestly, they should have done it in the off season before this year started. That would have been the deal. Like, I know mm-hmm. they didn't know what he was going to be like, but just try to talk them into like a two or $3 million thing based on how he'd performed at the end of the year and say, look, we'll give him a couple of years. Uh, at a little lower than Morazic, who's proven himself over a couple of years to be a 1B. 
let's give you, you know, three times two and a half. That would have been the best move to do is get him after the Montreal series. But uh, they waited to see what they had. And I think you're right. I think they waited too long. And now they're dealing with the consequences of it. I was going to say, how much you want to bet that Dubas was like, just like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. He's got, you know, banking on the fact that he was probably going to play and play, play well, but play average. And then, like, nobody could have predicted your, uh, was it JS Jaguar moment for uh, Campbell. And Dubas is just like, fuck. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's try Mrazic. Fuck. <laughs> let's go back to Campbell. But I think now, like looking at them both, like like Leafs fans just really have to look at them as as Mario and Luigi, right? Like they are a team, yeah. and on any given night, somebody's going to be Mario and someone's going to be Luigi, right? And it's uh, you know, we we like to like anytime Jack fails, like okay, Mrazic's our, our our number one now. He's got to be. He'll stand on his head. We pay him three point five, whatever, and then Mrazic, you know, has a pretty mediocre night, and it's like okay, well Jack will surely figure this out. You know, he's got he's got good uh, he's got you know. I got good vibes. I got good feelings for Jack, and then Jack shits the bed because look, we're literally playing in an era of, of hockey where it's seven two nine six nine whatever. So it's like you know, we just we're losing our minds. We have this is so new to us. This, this amount of goals, like it just happened out of nowhere. This is like the it's like the COVID of goals, right? We didn't expect this, and now we've now we're stuck with it. So yeah, yeah that's the yeah. thing. It's almost like the Leafs got hit with it first, and if this keeps up, you're gonna see save percentages drop and left and right, like. It's not just going to be where's Jackson boy, down. Uh, where's Vasilevsky at right now in all this? Hmm, not very good after tonight. Let me tell you that. My fantasy team is not happy about this <laughs> result. But um, last, I don't think it's too low. I mean, it's not great. In the last week, two wins, nine goals against, a three GAA, and a 900 save percentage. He's 920 on the season, which is yeah. good. But um, it's been a last, decline recently. Yeah, the last two weeks he's a nine oh seven and two eighty one goals against. So I mean, like yeah. they're all starting to trend upwards in the goals against. It's just it's going to be a thing for a bit. Bloke, what do you think? Um, yeah, I do mean, li- I don't. Do you like seeing lots of goals like this? No, I mean, I mean, I yes, it's entertaining, but I mean, coming into the playoffs, you need to start like you know, you need to start like tightening up, tightening up everything, you know. You know, so um, what do you guys think? Like, do you think this is a tandem that you guys would want to go into the playoffs with? I don't. I'm just just curious. I think so. As long as the def- like, it's like I said before, it's a team game, so you got to build the whole defense and goaltending together. And I think that it's just the whole unit is lacking. Um, they're not communicating. They're not. You know, they're not locking down their own end. So. We got to see a, a decent trade from Dubas. Um, and I don't know. Honestly, it's it's hard to say that like one defenseman is going to fix all these problems. But you got to you got to do something to shake this up and, and bring some stability in because you can't have to score five goals every game to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, thank God we got the players that can actually score six goals a game. Right. But I don't know if that's going to like like on average teams don't really be doing that. So. It's like you, you got to rely on on defense and goaltending eventually, right? Especially going into the playoffs. It does seem like they've broken. I mean, at least the offense has broken the um, the curse of getting goalied lately. Like they figured out how to not take forty shitty shots and take twenty good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. And even though Campbell is on this skid or whatever you want to call it, he still doesn't even have 10 losses this season. He's 23, <laughs> 9, and 4. Uh, before tonight, he was at a 9-15. Like, it's, we talk so not negatively, but obviously we analyze every game and notice the bumps in the roads along the way. But Dubis straight up said they're not shopping for goalies. Uh, I can only see this happening if they both go down and there's just no other option left. I think Dubis always knew that Jack was going to be number one. And whether I like it or not, it's those are the guys going into the playoffs. And I really hope it works for them, honestly. And Mrazek stays healthy. But hockey, like we talked about the scores tonight, anything could happen, right? But honestly, I mean, I'm looking at I have Darcy Kemper let in four goals, lost three goals, lost three goals, but they won two goals and they won five goals lost. Those are his last five starts. Like this is the juggernaut Colorado Avalanche. Their starting goalie is not that great either, guys. Like there's maybe four or five insane goaltenders like Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, uh, Shesterkin. Merzlinkis, I don't know, Markstrom. Yeah, and that's, that's it's that's kind of it for like elite level goaltending where you can count on them every night, and that's kind of it. And there's 32 teams. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah. Even with Seattle and taking like taking the chance on Grubauer and Drieger in the offseason, and they signed Drieger before even playing him to a two-year deal, and he makes $3.5 mil a year, and he's only played 14 games this year. Then you have Grubauer, who's signed all the way to, I believe, 26-27. He makes 5.9 a year, but here's the thing. Last year, he played 40 games, 130. This year, he's played 43 games and has 12 wins. He's already at 43 starts with comparison to last year. So it's just, it's crazy. And Grubauer was a guy that he was on number, he was the top of everyone's list right under Vasilevsky. He was the number two guy in goaltending. So things change like on the fly. It's insane to think about. So just as we're uh, we're reaching our time here. um, So we mentioned Phil Kessel keeping his Ironman streak alive by... uh, playing one 30-second shift and then flying from Detroit back to Arizona to witness the birth of his child. Um, Steph, you probably know this from your notes, but Darty and Bloke, do you guys want to take a stab at how many games in a row Phil Kessel has played? Darty, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm uh, going to do do this like... um, the hell's that show called price, um, price is right closest price, price is right yeah, clo- yeah closest I'm not, without I'm not going cheating. over i didn't i didn't um i gotta say 1300 oh bloke 1300 games is like <laughs> is it little too little too lot <laughs> that's a lot 1250 okay okay just guy guy that's that's Relax. 16 straight seasons <laughs> I don't know how old this guy is. I okay, have, I, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 899. Close. Okay, closer. It's uh, 956 games in a row, which is right. well, I definitely lost. Crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said I'm not like I my my. I'm the jack of all trades with this information. You guys are the fanalists and 
<laughs> I know a little bit about everything. And then like there's big gray areas of clouds of, but honestly, Phil Kessel looks a hell of a lot older to me. Like that guy is yeah. so haggard looking. I assumed he's played that many games. I'm sorry. It's his first child. I thought he'd be on his like sixth child. By now. That's his first. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's I what I was thinking. He keeps moving around. It must be hard to uh, find somebody. He looks. Sorry guys. I, I caught my mistake. It's it's thirteen hundred hot dogs that he's consumed in oh, his lifetime. That, that okay. was my bad. All right, I was getting my numbers wrong. My apologies, folks. He's oh, he's thirty four. So that's basically like he's if he was injured and missed any games, it was like in his first full season. That's insane. He looks like he gets beat up by his mass amount of children every day and then just goes to work <laughs> so like oh finally and goes for a skate and goes back home so he's played like 12 seasons in a row that's wow. absolutely wild way to go phil yeah mitch and austin were still what like 10 years old or whatever and this guy was on his streak that's crazy um, in other WTF news, Jonas Corposalo literally jumped over two of his own players. Did you guys see oh, this? Yes. So Corposalo is in his net and two guys from his team get taken out and they're sliding towards him. And if you can imagine wearing full goalie equipment and on skates, this guy from a standstill just jumped straight up over two guys that were sliding towards him, like cleared two human beings. High jumps in in full goalie gear. Are you joking? <laughs> Hops. That guy doesn't miss leg day. No. Who you said uh, white men can't jump? Hey. <laughs> well, white tendies on that team clearly. Look at Merzlikins the other night too. Like he was, uh, he had some hops as well. So it's uh, obviously uh, some sort of uh, something in the water over there. I mean, when you spend an hour crouched, like you're just basically waiting to jump the whole time, but you never <laughs> yeah, get to. Your knees are springs, and you just need to pop up. <laughs> yeah. Also, in uh, in lighter news, um, Yarmir Yager held a uh, a fundraiser game in Ukraine, so you can buy tickets online. We'll leave the link in our um, the the description for the podcast episode. But you can buy online streaming tickets to virtually watch this game, and uh, Yager is donating all the proceeds to um, uh, Ukraine. So super cool initiative by him. Right on. And he's Russian, really isn't smart. he? No. Yager? No, he's Czech. No. Czech. 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 Yeah. But I but... mean, he would have been born in USSR, Czechoslovakia, no? At his age? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he speaks Russian, yeah. probably. Dialect yeah. of it. Probably. Couple. But yeah, really smart. I, I don't know why this wasn't a, an idea previously. Like buy a virtual ticket to a hockey game and like donate the pro proceeds because obviously you're not getting a seat. Like why don't the NHL or other leagues do things like this and then, you know, get a live you know, a free stream <laughs> and then the proceeds go somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Like instead of me pulling up some stream and, and some bum on Reddit getting ad revenue, like why can't they just do it for like their one of their charities or something and you can still buy, you know, like throw in the links for your 50-50 tickets at the same time. Like there's so much opportunity yeah. there. But unfortunately, the NHL is, you know, always decade behind. So 
<laughs> I love when Johnny's just like some bum on Reddit, as if like that bum on Reddit didn't provide Johnny with the game. You know, it's like this is biting the hand that feeds you. That next link you're gonna steal it from, it's literally gonna be from like bum from Reddit. I, I <laughs> hope so. But like, you see my point. If we're talking about hockey related revenue and you want to make more money, like, come on. Yeah. No, a lot of missed opportunities. That's yeah. for sure. Like things that aren't spending two hundred dollars a year on the all access pass to not have games blocked out because that's what I'm talking about here. Um, before we head out, let's play a little quick belief or disbelief. So, okay. bloke, I'll let you take this one first. Uh, do okay. you believe or disbelief that the Leafs will trade for a goalie? I I'm gonna go disbelief now. <laughs> disbelief. Okay. okay. Darty, what about you? Oh, that's so tough, man. I'm going to say disbelief just because it's just, I just don't see it happening. Like what goalie, like what, do, come on. You know what? I like our Mario and Luigi now to me, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they play pretty mediocre some nights and then some nights they're lights out. Just, I wish they, those nights were more recent, but <laughs> yeah disbelief um if it's gonna happen it's because of injury like i said earlier um i think we have it from within i know it's not a lot but joseph wall hasn't hasn't really proven himself it's a small sample size but he's there among others and dubis said he's not going for it so disbelief i'm going to be a dick and say belief but it's not going to be for a starter it's going to be for a third goaltender like a dave riddich like we did last year I know they already got Carter Hutton, but I think that's more for the Marlies and not to call up. Um, yeah. <laughs> it might even be to replace Wall if he leaves the Marlies to come up to the Leafs. I don't know. But I think uh, Davis might make another trade there just in case, because God forbid if Mrazek or Jack goes down, like if Mrazek pulls that sensitive groin of his again, um, <laughs> you don't want to be in that situation where, you know, if Jack's not playing well, we have to play him for 10 straight games or something. So. He said why he's so acrobatic on the ice in an interview. It's because the playing style over in Europe has made him that way. Slipping and sliding around like a water slide. Like, mm. woo! <laughs> He'll regret it Damn. when he's 50, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, next one, belief or disbelief? The Vegas Golden Knights are going to miss the playoffs. Bloke, you can start this off since you're down in Vegas. Uh, I disbelief. Disbelief. I think they're going to figure it out. I think they're good yeah you like uh, you like an eichel down there yeah he's actually starting to heat up now he's actually starting to go crazy like he started off a little slow but i think it's just it's just because he's taken such a break and he's kind of just getting used to the his new surroundings but he's actually picked it up yeah, yeah it I must be hard after after playing on the same team for so long to be surrounded by new people after you kind of run the one running the room and now to take a step back and like have to watch and learn from other people and see how you fit in exactly it's, it's, yeah it's gonna take a while so i'm i'm glad he figured it out because buffalo can't be the ones that win that trade <laughs> no. i mean long run they might like in 10 years we might say hey that that 2031 cup that the sabers won they wouldn't have done it without craps and uh talk so I still don't know why they traded they traded Flurry. I think that was the most stupid thing they ever did. Like by by trading the franchise goalie. I, don't know, I agree. I don't know. Yeah. They would I would be so much more confident with them going into the playoffs. Leonard's yeah. like kind of shaky. 
Flurry yeah. and Leonard, though, that is probably the best tandem. Eleven in my million opinion. dollars, yeah. Eleven million okay. dollar tandem. Yeah, and they couldn't pay for it if they wanted to. They they just keep every. It's like every trade deadline or every off season. It's like, oh, Vegas got the number one person that was available. How? How did they I make know. this fit? Oh, they're gonna move four guys out. Okay, cool, great. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Why? What, what, what are they? Where are they currently placed? Or just they were they're... much better, but now they are. Where are they, Steph? Third in the Pacific. Okay. Two points behind LA, and they have the same amount of games played. Uh, Calgary has three games in hand, first place in the Pacific with 75 points, seven points ahead. So okay, Oilers, Oilers are four points back on Vegas. Anaheim's uh, five points back. Vancouver's six points back. I think worst case, they get a wild card spot. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Can we all agree that we, we, we disbelief that uh, Vegas is missing this, or does anybody think they might? No, they they have to. Uh, you know, Eichel's clicking now, and he's getting used to his spot on the PP and um, working that first line. So I think it's just going to get better for them uh, as time goes on. So further to that, Pacific Division, who's getting that fourth spot? Is it Edmonton, Anaheim, or Vancouver? Van City. <laughs> Van City. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey. Vancouver's kind of like dark horse in this, man. They've got two games in hand on Anaheim, and they're only one point back on them. So it's really, it's really between Edmonton and Vancouver. It's tough, man. And if Edmonton finds their a way of winning games and scoring eight a game, and can somehow pull out the Ws, it's it's tough. It's I th- I thought Anaheim was the dark horse to begin the year because they were they started real hot, and. Troy Terry. Yeah. You guys want to hear hear a ridiculous stat on the Oilers? This is what they need if they're going to try to make a push for this fourth place spot. Edmonton Oilers, goals for 185. Goals against 183. Bro, you need better goaltending than that. Yeah, they need. They (laughs) They definitely need a goalie. That's insane. And for reference, the Leafs are uh, a positive 42 goal differential. Mm-hmm. 213 goals for and 171 against. If Vancouver gives up JT Miller, they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. Well, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why I think they're not going to make a move on that until the last second. Like they got to ride out these next two weeks and see if they can make that spot over Anaheim and Edmonton. But yeah, he's the best player on the team. Is. I can't see who they're going to replace him with. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. They don't have great goaltending or goal scoring either. Like, they're a minus one differential, and they don't. They they're near the bottom for goals for and against. So it's like, Mm -hmm. apparently they want like JT Miller. Yeah, they want like a king's ransom for him. No. Yeah, Yeah. they want like what Arizona is asking for Chikrin, which is insane. Yeah. Well. If they don't get that in return, they're going to have to pay him big bucks or just let him loose. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, it's like Seattle with their expansion when they were asking for too much. It's like, you, you, it's kind of a buyer's market right now. Like, people only have so much space and there's a lot of people that want to move pieces. So, it's, if nobody bites, you're going to have to lower the price. Mm-hmm. So, so, what do you guys think the uh, the Leafs 
like uh, are gonna do a tra- like everybody knows okay they're looking for defense but like is there like a specific player <clears throat> sorry a specific player that you think they're gonna go and get so it's I think it's between Manson Lindholm and Chikrin right like is that kind of the top three defensive available people that what about, a, is, about? is Klinberg out now like they're, they're not in on Klinberg anymore I yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And he would have been pretty expensive. Um, yeah. Just because of his age and the fact that Dallas doesn't want to move him. He just wants to move. He's looking for a payday because in the offseason, his buddy Heiskinen got paid and he didn't. And that was the bigger slap in the face because he's the main quarterback guy. So yeah. he didn't get his paydays and he's looking for a team that will give him that. I think you're going to need a payday with the kind of dentistry that guy needs, all right? So, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but oh, we're Needs losing a couple of grills. <laughs> I think we're losing your connection a bit there. Um, but, uh, I feel like if the Leafs are going to grab one of those top three or four, whatever the, the defensemen that are available that I named, um, you're going to see the first round pick, probably Matthew Nyes and maybe Kerfoot. Maybe no. Robertson. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big deal because you're moving out enough space to bring in a young defenseman with term for four million dollars. I really hope it's Chikrin. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm on right now. It's so hard, bloke, because the list is so long. We've, it is. It is. Yeah, we talked about so many names, and now we can kind of, kind of. Uh, you know, process of elimination. We know that Muzzin is not going to go on LTIR. I don't. Oh, think so he's not. He's thing. not. We don't I, know that. I think it, he would have been on LTIR LTIR already if that were the case. They're saying he was skating today. Yeah, they're saying within the uh, month, but I mean, they'll have to reevaluate him because I think if he doesn't feel a hundred percent, like if it, I don't know. You can get from from twenty to sixty percent and get back on the ice, but if he is sitting at sixty sixty five, I hope they just say you know, take it off mm-hmm. until the playoffs. You know what it is though? I feel like it's like when you uh, the first time you forge your parents' signature, and then you're about <laughs> to like hand the paper, you're about to hand the paper in, and then you're like, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna get caught. It's like that's probably what they're doing right now. It's like they're like. Like we could push this to the playoffs, but like everybody's been talking about it and it's like they can't all talk about it before we do it because then it's like everyone knew we were gonna do it. Then they're yeah. gonna change the rules. They they can't Dubis can't seem like he's gonna <sighs> circumvent the cap and go against the rules. Of course he's gonna play it safe, but I honestly think that he's gonna use the small amount of cap space that he already has. And only make one more move, like he said, or two in a package deal or something. But we tr- we're trying out Robertson. He's looking good on that second line. So I don't think they're going to go for a forward. Um, the problem is if you don't throw Muzzin on LTIR, we're losing Kerfoot. Like that's kind of 100% because the money has to come from somewhere. It's going to be Kerfoot goes and it's they're going to retain salary on someone through another team. Like that's... Kerfoot's going to be a tough loss too because it, it kind of reminds me like losing Kerfoot in a sense is like when the Raptors gave up Valanchunas. It was like hugely mm-hmm. contested. People were like, oh man, like do we are we really do we really want to do this? But or even like know, Norm Powell, Norm. 
Well, I'm just talking like when the Raptors went on their uh, when went on the run, right? When they actually won the championship, right? There's so many like people forget that like. Well, pa- that oh, that's what I mean. Like Powell was there, and then they ended up moving on from him after the the playoff run. Yeah, but anyway, man, that's same so point. Crazy, that's so crazy. Now that you're talking about the Raptors, like they were losing, they were losing, they were losing, and then and then Masai just kind of had the ball. He's like, forget it, we're going all out, and they got they get one player and a couple surrounding pieces, and they win the championship. I feel like that's literally all like the Maple Leafs are missing. Like just one, just like just like fuck it, let's do it. Like let's just go See, all in and, and and I think they can do it. Like they can make it happen. They just don't want to like give up all the assets and stuff. First, See, it's funny. It, it started where where you were, Darty, with like you know you you don't like to move on from somebody like Valanciunas because it's it's such a a piece that you've built the team around. They they're a fan favorite and they've been there since you know you drafted them and you've developed them and everything. But moving away from those pieces on the Raptors and moving away from Dwayne Casey, even though they finished first in the league, like those decisions that Masai made were the reason the Raptors won that championship. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, this might be the, the remember, tough decision that that Dubas has to make. We have to remember that the, the the Raptors were under such like a tight like a they, they were under the microscope, and that entire season, like you know, Kawhi was doing the uh, um, he was doing the sit down game because he wanted to like get better. I can't remember what the term was. Uh, one of you guys can the, oh, when, he, when he takes a rest day, yeah. But uh, it was like like people like we won the championship, so we forget the fact that like like days before they made the, made the playoffs, it was constant like doom and gloom, and like oh, is it really going to happen? Or you know, does the team really have it? And like the, all the trades for Marcus All, and it's just we just yeah, so we forget that like it was that entire season was just shit. Like it was a good season, but like talking about in the media, the the media circus be, before Kawhi Leonard won, you know, got us to the the promised land was an absolute shit show. So, <laughs> and that, yeah, I'm just, I guess my point is that it, it seems a lot like where the Leafs are right now. Like that place, that place that the Raptors were in right before they won, where it's like, we have the pieces and there's a lot of those guys around that everyone likes, but we might have to move one of them for someone that's just really good and just go for yep. it. I like think we already that's have, where they're at. like we have our Kawhi, like Matthews exactly. is our Kawhi and he's locked in for more than a year. I think it's I think it's like getting him the surrounding pieces, you know, bolstering up the defense, you know, and like I just swear we're gonna go, we'll go deep. We'll go deep. We just need our Serge Ibaka. Exactly. And we're good. Yeah, I think they should make that all in move on a defender, definitely. Yeah. Because remember, like we picked up TJ Brody, spent the five mil on him per year, and look how that worked out. And then guys like Muzzin, I know he's had a like not so good year this year, but the impact he's had on this team for his yeah. price is you can't match that. So I think that's the one thing to push them over the edge. Yeah. Outside of the obvious names, like bringing in Brody and bringing in Muzzin were the two biggest ones where I was like, holy shit, we got TJ Brody. Oh my God. We got Jake Muzzin. It was like, those were the two that really threw me off. Like, I mean, sure. Joe Thornton signing is cool. And Spezza signing was cool. But those were, I was like, those are really good defensemen that the Leafs just got. Like they're, they're really making a push to improve this back end that's been garbage for 15 years. Yeah. Definitely. I um just a quick quick little thing here. Um do you think they should get Big Z? Imagine Labushkin and Big Z on the third pairing. <laughs> Imagine. Honestly, this has come up back and forth. Um I I feel like he would be good for the playoffs. Yeah. So, me too. He would be like yeah. that adds a whole element of like I know usually people say you know one mean person doesn't make people afraid of your whole team if that mean person is Zdeno Chara 
people are afraid of your whole team. You don't touch anyone when you have the fear of a seven foot tall, 45 year old monster pounding you into the ice. <laughs> and Labushkin, nobody's coming near the net. Nobody's coming anywhere, anywhere no. near the net. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, for long term, it, it doesn't really make sense. And I don't know if Char would be up to the level that he was, but I, like, I still think he'd be useful in the playoffs. I just, I think they can go bigger. I think it'd be cool as, you know, if they did a deal for what whoever on the Islanders and they threw in Chara, like that'd be cool. But I think mm-hmm. they need a more impactful big piece. Yeah. I think, I don't think Big Z could keep up with the Leafs in my opinion. Uh, he doesn't have to. He just needs to park his ass the like 20 feet in front of the net and not move from around there. He's basically yeah. a second goalie. But for long term, I we know Dubis loves the term contract, so uh yeah. I, I can't see it happening. Yeah, I'm not I, on that train. I as fun as it would be to over the last couple of years add Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, Jason Spezza, and Zidane <laughs> Chara, this would be a fucking literally a video game. Yeah, definitely, but Good thing uh, Labushkin, Simmons, even the game last night, the second that you saw someone give a tap to anyone while Simmons was on the ice, uh, they just immediately stopped. So I can't imagine if Zidane Charo was on the ice, man. <laughs> okay, last last belief or disbelief for the group before we sign off here. Um, do you guys think this is going to be the most impactful movement we've seen at the trade deadline in quite a number of years? If you if we look back, I mean the names that topped the list last year were Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno, and then it kind of falls off after that. Um, PK Subban finds his name on this list most years. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Duchesne, uh, like it's it's never been the kind of names that we see right now, where it's basically the top defenseman from the bottom half of the league. Uh, captains, any captain that's over thirty five that's not making the playoffs, you've got like. Claude Giroux and Mark Giordano are available. Like there's yeah. all kinds of huge names available and teams that are just in the toilet that want to move on from this and teams with like 15 draft picks. So yeah, this, I personally think this is going to be a crazy day. I sure hope it is for those guys that have to sit on TV on TSN for eight hours. <laughs> I think so. Um, especially with these big names, some goalies too. These, if, some teams acquire goalies that could really help them make a push into a wild wild card spot. Right. Like the Leafs grabbing a defenseman, Edmonton grabbing a goalie. And like, there's so many teams that are missing one piece that can make the difference. I mean, and look at Winnipeg, if they fall off between now and the deadline more than they already have, Mm -hmm. uh, they could blow this team up. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. Uh, it's going to be a really entertaining day. I can't wait to see what Dubis does and the other teams. It's just, I have my popcorn ready. So just waiting. Knowing what we know about Dubis, like all I can say is this, whatever you think Dubis is going to do, take a hit from a crack pipe, turn around three times, and then don't do whatever you think you were going to do then. And that's probably what Dubis might maybe do. That's uh, famously also how Rob Ford made decisions. <laughs> It's a Toronto thing. It's a Toronto. It's in our heritage. It's a heritage moment. Oh, yes, that's hometown hockey for you. It's your uh, Canadian Heritage Minute. It's an Oshawa hockey moment. Hey. Present. Shout out Oshawa Generals. Let's go. We got lots of schwa representation. 
So, uh, Bloke, you got any uh, anything in the works coming out soon? Any new release dates we should look forward to? Yeah, I got a, I got a, Ooh. I got a video coming out. I got a music video that's coming out soon. Yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you a little preview on the on the Twitter so you can check it out. But yeah, I got a, I got a video coming out. Nice. Well, nice. So we're congrats. Right we'll uh, we'll share that all in all our stuff when it comes out, and we'll uh, we'll play the song and all that. Good for you, man. Um, Thank you. How's uh, how's Vegas been? How's the weather down there? Because it's been awful here in uh, in Ottawa. It's been snow and ice, and uh, yeah, it's awful. Vegas is uh, it, it's it's cool at nighttime. It's get, it gets really cold. Early mornings, late night, it gets cold. But nice. during the day, it's starting Love to heat that. up. Like it's getting hot. Like all the pools, all the all the hotel pools and stuff are starting to open. Like next week, they're going to open. So. Everybody's gonna start coming to the pools and stuff. So hot because Blokes' album's coming out, all right? It's got that fire coming, coming Ooh, in hot, baby. Fire. <laughs> coming so, hot, baby. Uh, how close are you to uh, yeah. resorts and things? Do you guys just do you just like go down to places? Like, what's it like? I'm curious what it's like living down there. So I live on, uh, so I live on like Flamingo. So there's like three main roads. So like, like, uh, so you know, like Yelp yeah. Street, Bathurst, and Dufferin, right? So like in Vegas, it's like called Flamingo, Tropicana, and and Sahara. So Those are like the three main roads, and then you got Las Vegas Boulevard. So I live on like uh, I live like five strip on Flamingo. So like it's literally it's literally just walking That's distance wild. anywhere I want to go. I just walk walk there. Nice. So pretty dangerous yeah, though. Pretty lit. I bet. Pretty lit for the casinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, stay. Oh, speaking of which, so the senators were the senators were playing the Golden Knights the other day, right? Yeah. Um, the the Sens were in Vegas, and I was at the Aria Casino, and I seen um, I seen Tyler Ennis, uh, Tyler Ennis, and that uh, I forget. No way. That's it's pretty funny, but yeah, I, I see all. All the hockey teams that come in and play uh, play the Golden Knights, man, you see them, you see them gambling and stuff. They like they like high roller they, tables. They like the party, so. Oh yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, we got to do a yeah. uh, we got to do a team trip down to Vegas. I've never been down there before. If you come down, man, uh, I'll take care of you. Hell you yeah. should come down. Yeah, my, my, my yeah, trip. If you see Evander Turn Kane up. gambling, you got to extort the shit out of him. Okay, be like, yo, I'm gonna need like a C note at least to not talk about this. Uh, Bro, you think, you you think they're still giving <laughs> chips yes. to him? <laughs> he got banned, like from so many of the. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there's no way that they that. even accept money from him. It's like, nah, no, no, no. We know these cards are no good, bro. <laughs> oh. yeah. My trip got canceled yeah. <laughs> in uh, 2020 because of COVID. So oh, no. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh. Y- yeah, we had a trip, had a trip booked Vegas? in 2020, and it got canceled, of course. But saving up, coming over, and I love me a little casino time, so I'll be there. Well, let me know. You guys, can do it. You guys want to come down? Uh, so know. next game is against, oh, no. We got the Arizona Coyotes on Thursday. Oh, no. Um, Damn yotes. Normally, I wouldn't be scared, but they are. The red hot yotes. This desert is scorching. Oh my God! So they're going to be coming off of 15 goals in, or 17 goals in two games to play the Leafs. Score predictions. Um, 
Oh my god, it's gonna Nick be like Ritchie. nine to seven for the Leafs, and Nick Ritchie's gonna get a hat trick. And drop with Labushkin. Oh my god, that'd be funny. The score's gonna be like I had a really nice loft in Toronto. <laughs> First game in how many years where both teams scored double digit goals? Oh, you think? Twelve to ten. 12 10 yeah is richie, <laughs> is richie on the first oh, probably. top six he's probably playing with phil kessel yeah so he has a lot to prove you against toronto on sunday i bet you he's gonna be yeah. flying um darty anything you want to sign us off with while i look up arizona's daily face off before my buttons aren't working so i can't hit a sign out anyway I was trying to think of like unrealistic like scores for a game and uh, I was looking at football, but fo- a lot of football scores are way too over. Uh, <laughs> so I looked at, uh, I looked at, I was, you know, I put LA Dodgers 2017 and <laughs> I got uh, 15 and five. All right. So I think that's what, that's, hopefully we're on the 15 uh, side of things, but that's <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering how, uh, hell? <laughs> considering how things are going, I could, I could definitely see that. Right. Like, they they beat what nine two what the shit so so Nick, you know Nick how are we gonna beat a, a team that just scored nine two Nick Ritchie's on the third line with Barrett Hayton and Louis Erickson yeah yeah oh he's on the third so line. Galchenyuk is on the second line with Riley Nash and Phil Kessel are you Travis... fucking kidding me no did you hear that those three yeah. names. But Travis what do these guys Boyd... all, guys? What do these guys have in common? Before yeah. we move on, sorry. Alex Galchenyuk, Riley Nash, all and Phil Kessel are the second line. They were Leafs. They're all ex Leafs. Are you joking? And so was Travis Boyd, their top line center. Their oh, first you're right. line center. And Nick Ritchie. Half the roster is former Leafs. Anton Strawman. Even uh, Schmaltz, or or maybe it was his brother Jordan Schmaltz was once a Leaf, and. Yeah, it's and I'm sure list. at some point Scott Wedgwood and Carol Vimelka both made their way through the Leaf system. <laughs> oh man! All right, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Leafs Late Night. We'll be back Thursday. Hopefully, it's, it's going to be a crazy game. Oh man, are they in Arizona? I want to see this. This um, is going to be wild. No, it's in Toronto. I think no. it's at seven. Sweet. Home the game. last game, uh, Arizona won two to one. So. Oh, right. Be... When they got goalied by Vimelka. Yeah. Um, so another little teaser uh, for our Saturday episode for, um, huh, how do I drop this without giving away too much? Our guest on Saturday is going to be teaching all of us about something that maybe a lot of people are wanting their questions answered about it. That was a really bad way to put it. No one knows much about this thing unless you're really into it, but a lot of people have questions about it. How about that? Mm-hmm. So we'll have a guest on Saturday to clear all that up. Um, yeah, we'll be back Thursday. Leaves late night. Thanks so much. I also heard there's going to be a lot of nudity, but, uh, you know, we're also... No, uh... there's not. <laughs> we're also a radio show, technically, so it's not like it's going to matter, but... <laughs> I have been compared to Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night. Peace. Bubba booey, bubba booey. Peace. <laughs>